de, de, de Colores Radio. De, de, de Colores Radio. Hello. Bueno, ¿cómo están todos? Welcome to The Colores Radio. This is episode 24. 24. Happy Selena season. Yippee. This is a very special episode, and I'll tell you why soon enough. As always, we appreciate you all listening. I'm your host, Eva Arreguin, and with me is my favorite co-host, Rafael Tamayo. What up? How are you doing? I'm good. I, I don't. I do not have the flute, as no my flute. nephews would say. Yes, the flute is not present here. Yeah, I've been fighting allergies, <laughs> but I'm good. So cute, the flute. Yeah. Um, yes, allergy season is upon us. Selena season is upon us. Um, good times. Yeah. Um, so, how are you feeling about Selena season? I. Uh, this is you know my favorite favorite time of the year. It's, uh, it's also your birthday time of the year. Well, yeah, but I'm probably more excited about that than you because I just love birthdays. Yeah, I don't. So, but <sighs> um, no, I mean, I'm happy. You know, I'm I'm happy that you know whatever. It, it's Life. cool. It's fun. Yes, but yeah, I'm exciting. here. But uh, yeah, I think I'm I'm more excited about Selena season. I just get really excited. It's a good time because we it's have every reason to celebrate her existence yeah, and sure. everything she did. How are you though? How are you feeling about Selena season? Tell I'm us that. Great. Anytime Selena season is present, like my cleanse, my cleanse gears. Wow, my skin <laughs> clears. <laughs> I have not drank. I'm so super right now. I don't know. Um, I honestly, like, there's just a positive energy in the air. Even if I'm exhausted and going through it, like, I feel all right during this time of year. And mostly I just get excited because I get to see the baddest bee all the time and I get to celebrate her and I get to see everybody feel the impact of how amazing she is. But we will get into that more throughout this whole episode, really. So, we had so much fun during our last episode with Miss Melania Luisa Marte. Yeah. Uh, we learned so much and had a very necessary conversation. It actually was one of my favorite episodes. It was really cool. Yeah. she. Was, I mean, aside from the fact that she is so dope when it comes to her, her poetry and her work, um, like the conversation went really well. She had some really powerful insight and Absolutely. impactful impactful. Uh, dialogue with us so definitely we want her back anytime but we also <coughs> recently welcomed our sweet friend richard from song mess podcast and our episode with him also recently released yeah so i feel very excited about that and it was really awesome to meet Richie. him Richie. <laughs> uh, but it was really cool to work with him and we'll have an episode with him coming out soon as well yeah that was a lot of fun. Then our event to one for Selena is coming up quickly, which should be a lot of fun. And our one-year anniversary show is now less than a freaking month away. Dang. Can you believe that? We've almost been doing this for a whole year. That's, that's cray. It flew by. That's cray. It really, really feels like... I don't even know. I'm still processing it. That's Craig. Yeah, that's the accurate feeling, indeed. Yes. Uh, however, before we jump into the juice, Rafa, uh-huh. do you mind helping me out with something? Yeah, what's up? I trust you enough that I need your wisdom. <laughs> okay. Some feedback. Yeah, I got you. What's up? I actually want to give our listeners um, a, a bit of insight into mm-hmm. our personal energy. 
into how we are feeling right now. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> into the reality of our existence. <laughs> this one was weak. You almost finished it. Into the reality of our existence. <laughs> That's right. We're translating our feelings in the best way we know how. Memes. It's time for me mood. Yes. Go for it. Bookie's Drake. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I gotta I'm say. I'm laughing so hard because that's all it said, and I like didn't even <laughs> want to look at the words because it's too much. Bookie's Drake. Explain to our listeners what that might be in case they don't know. So, in, in the song that Drake did, uh, it's with Migos, right? Yes, yeah. Migos. Migos. Um, yeah. So Drake and Migos, this song, uh, they did a video for it. And uh, Drake comes out in a lots Jerry of, curl. Lots of memes came out of that. Lots one. of memes came out. <laughs> and see, l- l- for a second, like with the dub of like a Marco Antonio Solis song, <laughs> I honestly thought out for a second, I was like, "Yo, that's that's Marco Antonio," no, but it's not. It's not. It's, it's Drake in a Jerry curl. Uh, but those memes have been giving me life. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah. Everybody was saying that, and I was like, "I'm dead." Yeah. Like it was so good. Um. Mine is this meme that like has kind of been around for a minute, but it's so silly. It's this video of this guy and it's a weird setting. They're like in a living room and there's like a big fluffy dog mm-hmm. on like a, a toy on the table. And then I guess the person next to him says something. So he acts really sharp, like shocked. And he's like, oh my God, oh my God. But he's like, it's just fucking hysterical. Like there's so many memes and everybody's putting like, when my mom says like you should be home before 3 a.m and i get home at six and (laughs) you're like trying to pretend to be shocked basically yeah um i feel that right now because i'm just doing my life but i'm you know just i'm not pretending but i'm yeah shocked but still going i guess yeah i I mean sometimes there's you, you gotta I don't. I'm not saying you gotta be extra, right? But sometimes you gotta be extra. You gotta be a little mm-hmm. extra, even mm-hmm. if you're yeah. just pretending a little. Exactly. You gotta be Bookie's Drake and the Oh My God Man. <laughs> exactly. Those are our me moods, which means we can jump into the rest of our show. We have a really, really exciting interview today. I'm taming myself. Um, <laughs> it's something. And someone I've low-key wanted to interview for a couple of years now. I guess interview feels weird because you'll see. But I'm going to keep it as a surprise, which is really hard for me to do because I talk a lot. No, I'm actually really good at surprises. So, Are you? I, I think I am. You haven't kept the interview. Like, I've known about the interview. Oh, you knew? Yeah. I didn't the- keep it a surprise from you? Nope. So didn't. Well, uh, now we have Army Moods and we can officially... Begin the juice. El Hugo. This is the juice where we cover the latest gossip on pop culture, politics, news, local news, different things happening around the world. Um, Of course, we like to start off with the rougher news so that hopefully we can gain some knowledge there and then jump into a positive, hopeful outlook before our next segment. Um, So in the last episode, we covered this situation. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't get that deep into it because it was still very, uh, fresh when it happened. And a week later, it's a whole different, um, event. It is not. Yeah, like the story changed so much. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's not shocking 
it's just unfortunate and right. It's depressing. It is. It's it's not shocking. Right. Like we we redefine you know what it is you know the shock value of things on a daily basis. Definitely. Um, uh, Yeah. So basically what happened was there were these explosions happening in Austin and everybody I know was like, this feels so close, too close for comfort. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was especially targeting black and brown communities from my understanding, which is very, it was very obviously that, you know. And then I started hearing some different things and essentially what happened is it's a 23-year-old white man terrorist um, named Mark Anthony Condit. Uh, He did a string of package bombs that he was sending out to people and it killed two people, which we mentioned last episode, and then ended up wounding five. He was dropping them off at, or sending them off to different locations. Right. Um, And then he ended up putting out like a 25 minute long video before he ended up killing himself oh snap i didn't know about the video from my understanding yeah again what we discussed in the last episode was that this is happening in a neoliberal town this is a town in texas that is seen as very progressive and da 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 and it's like seeing how they have reacted to this and handled it proves what bs neoliberalism can be yeah. Because they're still doing the same kind of headlines and things. Right. Um, where they're still protecting this man. They're still putting a happy, smiling photo of this man. Yep. And still saying, he was sweet Christian boy from a tight-knit family. It's all BS. And we've, we've said it time and time again on here. The most dangerous person to America is the white man. Mm-hmm. It has been. It's, it's going to be until somebody does something. And the only people that are doing anything are the people that are getting killed and attacked. And I don't know what else to say besides, what the hell? Get your shit together or this place is going to burn. Um, I know that sounds really harsh, maybe, to some people. I don't know how else to look at it. Yeah. Because then, when I contrast it with our next, he- with our next juice topic... It's an unarmed black man that's killed in Sacramento in his backyard for having a cell phone. These two uh, contrasts. Yeah. Really? Really? But people are still going to turn their head away or do whatever they like to do with their privilege and ignore that these things are happening constantly in 2018. Like, I'm at a loss of words, honestly, because it's just like, Damn. And really, I'm trying to make this a fun, light episode, but I can't ignore these two things. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to have to feel like you're going to have a constructive dialogue when things keep happening. Like, we've gone past, you know, everything in terms of this is surprising or we didn't expect this. No, this is the norm now. And so, how, how, how much do we have to experience and go through before we understand as, as a nation... That this is happening everywhere, mm-hmm. that we need to do something about it, and that we need to change the way that we, like, you know, view our, our, our fellow Americans, whether we know whether or not we, we classify them as American or not. The people right. that live in this country are American. Mm-hmm. And, that, and, and when we move forward with the idea of understanding how to have a constructive dialogue in terms of what we do and how we treat each other, then we'll realize that, yeah, the way we presented a white terrorist probably was and they death- can't even say terrorist they can't they won't and i am not trying to put 
any personal business out there too much, but I, I have a fr- I have a close friend that works in the newsroom in Austin, mm. and they they had to cover this shit, and she is so drained and exhausted. Yeah, and I'm they sure. have to go by what police says. So then it's like, I think we can blame the media partially, absolutely, because those headlines and shit are still stupid. You still don't have to tell us he's innocent, sweet Christian boy, that... No, we don't need to hear that. We don't. The same way y'all don't want to post pictures of nice brown people when they do something wrong, you don't got to be posting uh, old boy looking smiley and sweet. No, we don't need to see that. I always remember uh, Immortal Technique had a song called The Fourth Branch, Mm -hmm. and he talks about the fourth branch of the government being the media. Bruh. And I think... And that's the thing, that they do hold some power, but even, like, communicating with her and understanding the media industry, like, there is a certain degree where they have to kind of play this politics game, too. Right. And they can't say too much or do too much. Um, But uh, I just want to say rest in power to Stephen Clark. Uh, He was a father. He had kids. And now he's been murdered. Yeah. By the police, which we've discussed on here time and time again. And... Unless you decide to wake the hell up and do something about it and and say we need actual justice in this country or actual safety and protection in this country and actual equality in this country, I don't I don't know what's going to happen. So, uh, in in the last little rough segment, I guess rough juice topic for today, um, this story has been going around for a minute now, uh, and I'll just briefly cover it. Because hopefully by the time this releases, there have been some updated changes. But ICE has detained Alejandra Pablos, a activist in the undocumented community. She's undocumented herself, obviously. And it's not, it's not rare that they detain people who are making big strides and... and doing things for the community. So there've been, there's been a petition with over 20,000 signatures and people are still, people are still fighting to get her out. I don't know if it's going to happen. Basically how they're, what they're saying is if she's sent back to Mexico, she, she doesn't have her freedom there as an activist. So she needs to stay here, um, which is obviously very true, but it's just, it's a lot. It's another thing, right? It's just like, yeah, they're after us. Cool. Great. We already knew this. Um, so hopefully something, prayers, whatever you want to send, money, everything you can, maybe a change will occur by the time this episode is out. I don't know. We're hoping. We're hoping. So now that all the rough news <laughs> is out, we're sending our power and, and support to Alejandra Pablos and that whole community and everybody doing this work because ICE is trash and they will keep being trash and they shouldn't exist. But what do I know? Now we can move on to the lighter news so I cannot get tense <clears throat> and stressed out. Uh, this news is kind of old, but I thought it was hilarious well yeah there's still like i mean there's residuals from residual effects from it it's oh, i mean it's still very much alive it's very much alive but the initial incident was like a little bit ago and rafa i'm gonna let you describe it because i love it so much and this is just so <laughs> fun for me to talk about so apparently um so Jesus and miro went on to the breakfast club to promote their tour and um 
apparently Jesus had said some things on the show on Jesus and, on the Jesus and Miro show about DJ Envy and his uh, his wife. Yeah, and his wife. Yes. Yeah, so. What happened was basically, sorry, I stole it from you. No, See, no, I told good. you, I was too excited. <laughs> you're good. Basically, it's a like they, it's a commentary show. So I've talked about it for my Who You Got. I'm a big fan of theirs, Bodega Boys. Uh, but they, they make fun of everything. And Envy and his wife went on like The Real or one of those shows yeah. to talk about how Envy had cheated on her. Or they were like publicizing something new they did together. But they had talked about how... He cheated on her. And so I'm like, y'all are really sitting here talking about how this man cheated on you. Okay. And she's like, ah, blah, blah, blah. And so Jesus basically says, oh, but you still getting them envy checks though, which is like funny and light. Obviously, yeah. honey, you are getting them checks though. Ain't nobody mad at you. Like, right. I get it. That's accurate statement. If you ask me. Right. So then when Jesus and Mira went on the breakfast club, which has been mentioned on here before because they're problematic as hell and terrible interviewers and i hate charlemagne yeah. um <laughs> dj envy got so yeah salty he called he out couldn't Jesus. even look these fools in the eye yeah well it's funny because when he he told Jesus you need to apologize for what you said <laughs> and he was like don't disrespect my wife or, or my family like these both Jesus and Miro thought it was a joke. They were like, "Oh, we're cool. We're beyond that. We understand right. the the industry in which we work, so we understand how we operate." Right. So we know that you couldn't And they be. talk mess about everyone, yeah. even people they've had on the show. Like it's understood, but Envy was so hurt and he was just ready to like beat these guys up, but he like Basically ends up walking out of the room like a child. Yeah. Storms out of the room. They end up doing the whole interview without him. And so it's just been a back and forth hysterical thing, in in my opinion. And the whole rest of the interview, they're just like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Blah, blah. And it was just, yeah. it was so funny. It was so good. I don't know why this made me so excited for them. I was just so happy for them. It was just really them. funny because then, you know, the, he leaves and they're they're cracking jokes, but you know, with some truth behind them, because it's like, yo, I thought this was all in good fun. It's, to this day, they don't like. It doesn't seem like they mean the disrespect that DJ Envy was offended by. Right. But they're still cracking them. They're still yeah. So on apparently them. now, uh, Envy and his wife broke down the whole thing on their podcast and they're talking about it. And so everybody that's been going on Jesus and Miro recently has kind of made fun of it. Uh, like um, Kid Fury from The Read was kind of like, oh, I didn't walk off the set though. And just shit like that. So it's just really funny. Um, I don't know. I just think it's cool because Jesus and Miro have made this whole thing off of just like being themselves and this commentary and just having fun with it. And Envy is so pressed and... His true colors are showing, and it's so silly, and I'm just like, okay. It was funny, because Miro was, like, uh, on the show when they talked about it. Well, you know, they clowned on, they clowned him on the Jesus and Miro show, and so then Envy tweets, like, I wish they had the same energy to my face, and it's like, but you walked you out. You literally walked out of the room, bro. <laughs> but it's funny, because Miro was like, yo, usually people have to pay for the kind of publicity you got from us for free. It's like, we have agents for that. Call my, oh my, my God. publicist. But it's funny, because, like, you know... You can't be serious, and if you were, like, you should be, you should still be thanking Jesus and Miro for what they did. Nah, for real. So, shout out to Jesus and Miro. We got y'all back forever. Uh, quick coverage. I'm salty because I am an, a big fan of RuPaul's Drag Race. 
And I personally feel like I have been scammed. I feel personally attacked. <laughs> My queen did not win. And I was very sad. So if you haven't listened, or if you haven't watched the new All Stars or the last All Stars by now, I don't know what you're doing with your life. But Shangela deserved to win. I am a fan of Trixie Mattel. She's cute or whatever. But everybody knows Shangela deserved to win. She looked like an absolute queen goddess in her final outfit. I'm just so mad. She won the whole season. <laughs> She's really mad. And though. all that happened was the damn shady queens. Y'all are shady. That was not cool that y'all all know that that bitch deserved to win and y'all voted for whoever you wanted to vote it for because you're salty. Mm. So people need to put their damn pride aside. Give people who deserve the win, have worked hard, deserve the crown, the freaking crown. And damn you, RuPaul, for making this shit go this way because now all of, I don't trust any of them hoes because <laughs> only Thorgy, who I don't even like because she has dreads and she's white. I don't even want to talk about that right now, but it's okay because she voted for Shangela and nobody else voted for Shangela and that's shady and I love Shangela because she's from Paris, Texas, okay? Anyways. She came to UNT too. Yeah, she came to UNT and performed for us and gave me my life with a little uh beyonce rendition i am not mad i am I mad mean, I, mean, I think did we you, need a few seconds the, for you to cool off gonna, what her I'm performance sad. was gonna be for the yes i read she was gonna pull a pinata out of her butthole and wow i'm sorry <laughs> it was just she's a performer she's a star and she deserved the win and everybody knows it and i feel like it's the biggest biggest scam of rupaul she, ma life. maybe we should pause recording just so you could take a second <laughs> rupaul's <laughs> Okay. Just, you know, I'll be fine. Up. I'm chilling. <laughs> Shangela's my queen, okay? This story is stupid as hell, and I'm tired. I think I've already said something like this. Toys R Us apparently blamed millennials for their bankruptcy. <laughs> I have to laugh when I read headlines like that. Me too. But also, I'm like, do you know how expensive it is to be a millennial? It was hard to get Tamagotchis there. I remember. We never went to Toys R Us, really, because it's mad expensive. Yeah, but I remember they would sell out of stuff all the time when we were kids. Sellouts. Am I right? Uh, well, apparently not. Hello. <laughs> um, yeah, this is the dumbest shit ever. I'm trying to curse less, really, because I found out my nephew, like, I already knew he listened, but he's very passionate. Yeah. And I know Gogo listens, so he I does. really Gogo, this is for you. I'm gonna try to curse less. I already did it like 20 times this episode. Please yeah. don't curse until you're a grown adult. But I am gonna try to do he it. He gets less. on to me. Does he? Yeah, like when we go play basketball, he's like, Don't say that. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I just I shouldn't have missed that layup. Ah, uh, you shouldn't have. Yeah. Um But anyways, back on track. Toys R Us. Your bankruptcy is because of you. Your toys are overpriced. Y'all, apparently Pat said we didn't have Tamagotchis there. Y'all didn't have Tamagotchis there. So that means you're... Tamagotchis still alive. Probably they didn't probably have Furbies either. Who knows? Anyways, toys are us. You are your own problem. Do not look at millennials. Do not blame us. We might not be having kids. That's for more reasons like college loans and things. True. So, Can bye. we finance some toys? Bruh, stop. We try to finance everything on this show now. <laughs> what did we try to finance last episode? I don't remember. It was uh, whatever. Anyways, Something. then our last couple sips of juice. <laughs> Is that cute? We into that? One day at a time. We've talked about the show as well. It is my who you got. Apparently, Netflix... <clears throat> <laughs> y'all are having a problem Ooh. renewing this show and i don't know why besides the fact that like y'all get mad if we don't have extreme high statistics for latino and brown and black shows no get it together we need this show it's 
creating content that is absolutely necessary, especially in our community. We don't hear from Cuban background stories ever. Y'all already canceled the get down and that was a fun show. Quit canceling shows that we actually want to watch and stop making shows about Adam Sandler, who do we don't want to see no more. <laughs> he has plenty of shows, okay? So please... Yeah. What? Yo, y'all, y'all need to y'all riled Eva up I'm today. I'm chilling, okay? I feel great. Oh my Netflix, god. RuPaul, y'all need to chill. Everybody's disappointment to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I actually feel great. But please renew one day at a time. I've been tweeting you. I told y'all I would boycott you with in solidarity with Monique because y'all need to get it together. Renew these shows. We need these narratives. Please, Netflix. Also, pay me for an, a show I can create as well. I, that's really sad. The whole... Anyways, I I ask for a show every episode, don't I? Yeah, but... You know, Maybe one day. this on Netflix. <laughs> uh, then finally, <clears throat> it has officially been 21 years since the Selena movie was... Released. It's been 21 years? 21, 21. <laughs> that makes me feel old. Why does it make you feel old? Because that was 21 years ago. That's a long time ago, right? That's like enough for a child to be born and then be able to drink by the end. That sounds like me. Oh. Maybe? Oh, that's right, because I'm old. Okay, see, you make, you make this ageist. <laughs> I never bring it up. I not once. Like three then. I was a child when this film was released, correct? A small, small child. <laughs> Which will actually... <laughs> I was a little chicken again. Um, it will lead us into our very special interview. So that is all we have for the juice. Yippee! Welcoming to the show a very special guest. We're lucky enough to have someone from the classic, iconic... Legendary Chicano film. Iconic. Iconic. Supersonic. Okay. Some of you might not know this. I feel like most of you might not know this. Some of you actually might know this. I, I think so. Yes, they definitely do. <laughs> We've kind of been keeping it a secret. <laughs> Yo, like, Emma's freaking out right now, y'all. If y'all could see her, she's like... Mad, bugging out, super nervous. I'm nervous. I have had several interviews here. I think this is the first yeah. time I really feel nervous. Really? Yeah. Um, if you've listened to us from the beginning, we've hinted at it from the beginning, or we've laughed about it from the beginning. Um, if all of you... Actually, let me tell this story. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, back in uh, 2015, I was doing this thing where like I hung out with my friends in college and we watched Selena a lot. Someone had boring. It, shut your mouth. <laughs> Someone had not seen the film. So I I don't know if no, I think somebody bought it. You know how they have it at the like five dollar bin. Yeah, keep okay. buying it. I keep buying it though. <laughs> um so we one of our friends had not seen it, so we bought it and then we repeated to like continue to watch it every single day because that's just wow. apparently how I live my life. Yeah. Um <laughs> and Pat hates Selena, y'all, for the record. I don't hate Selena. Wow, trash. Okay. Anyways. So we were watching it one day out of the many times we watched it. And I said, I hate this so much. I said, ooh. 
I said, ooh, where's little AB now? He was cute. I did this with a lot of people. I did this with the Sandlot, with yeah. like Benny, because he was hot. And so I was like, where is... Little AB was never cute, though, to be honest. Shut your mouth. Let me talk. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ay, Dios mio. So I said, oh, I bet little AB's <laughs> cute, because he's so cute. So we look it up. We go to imdb.com. So go ahead. And if, you, if you're interested, go to imdb.com. <laughs> And type in um, Selena. Selena. <laughs> Look up the movie, and I we scroll to see who plays little AB. Detective work. And I believe it was Pat that typed it in. Actually, Pat. Uh, I don't remember who it's it was like, that typed oh, it in. But I was like, this? I was like, somebody look it up. <laughs> we looked it up on IMDb. And yes, and so it they type it up, and it literally says, <clears throat> "Drum roll, please." Oh, sorry. Where's Come on, the... sound effect machine. Know, one Get time... it together. <laughs> it literally says, Rafael Tamayo. Okay. And so I obviously did not know this person. And so I was like, oh, okay. Like, what did that mean to me? Whatever. And so a friend was like, I think I know that guy. And I was like, no, you don't. And she's like, yeah, I think I do. And I was like, what? And so she was like, I think I worked with him with Garamia. And I was like, for real? And she's like, yeah. And she goes to her Facebook and she types it in. And like, there's a picture, I believe, on IMDb of our dear friend here. And so I was like, what? Okay, you know, whatever. That's so cool that you know him. And she's like, yeah, you should know him. He's really cool. Like, y'all would get along. This is like the real story. I'm not I bet bullshitting. He's really cool. I bet he's okay. Um, and so I was just like, okay, whatever. I don't care. And so like, that was like, it probably was six, seven months later that, yeah. that the Selena event happened. And like, I wasn't even connecting it to you. I was like, me and Pat saw it on Facebook and we're like, a Selena event? We're going. Yeah. So that's when I actually met you. Yeah. Um, and I never... So wait, you knew that when, so you were like, oh snap, I'm meeting the guy. That I didn't remember it until the friend said, this is little AB. Yeah, she uh, said and so I felt oh, okay. weird for you because I was like, why did she do that to him? She put him on blast. <laughs> Happens. Yes. And so I was like, oh yeah. But to me, it was like, oh, this is a person that's an adult. And that was a long time ago. <laughs> and so I'm not going to make him feel weird this about this. This person is really old. What's Okay, no, I didn't say all <laughs> that's that. That's pretty much no, what you're saying. No, stop it. I'm not <laughs> like that. So I was just like, oh yeah, haha, cool. And then I think she even asked you some jokes <clears> and things because she had started to get into Selena more because we started watching it and showed it yeah. to her um but then from then it was like i i like obviously i knew that's who you were and you joked about it even but it was like yeah. you don't really talk about it yeah and it's very telling of your character in in beautiful ways okay. um but fucking Rafael <laughs> was in selena bitches <laughs> like sorry go go oh my god yeah He's like, don't say He's that, like, don't Eva. Don't say that, jeez. Um, so I, <clears throat> I, I, I wanted to always just respect that part of his life because he was a child. Yeah. And um, but really, I have so many questions. <laughs> Bring it on. Uh, Come on. So I've been waiting for this moment <laughs> my whole life. Come on. Okay, the office wedding scene. Okay. Anyways. <sighs> So. I'm in interview mode now. I'm not working right now. I'm in interviewee mode. Do you so, need anything? Do you need um, some tea? I could, I could go for some water, please. Okay, hold just a minute. 
Um, wow. All right. So then we're welcoming to the show, who's a dear friend, always with us, our co-host, born and raised in Dallas, Texas, professional uh-huh. actor of 20 years plus. 20 plus. Yeah, that's crazy to say. A published poet and MC, co-founder of Expo and the Colores did I say Expo? You said Expo. I am but, so sorry. But I like that because Kickspo was like the Expo. So thank you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I brought shame to your name. Co-founder of Kickspo and the Colores Collective. That's right. Don't you forget it. <laughs> and co-host of the Colores Radio. Yeah. Rafael Tamayo and star, little AB star of Selena, Rafael Tamayo. Welcome. Can I give myself a round you of applause? You can. Welcome to the show. <laughs> oh, hi. Thank you for having me. It's such an honor to, to be with you. I've heard so much. Y'all are doing great things. It, it's just wonderful what y'all are doing. So I'm just happy to be here. Thank you for coming. We're so glad to have you here. Um, we've been talking about this since we started the podcast. We have, yeah. And, jeez, <clears throat> it's a moment for me. This is a moment. Um, I'm just going to say a little prayer for Selena real quick. Get this in the damn, I'm sad now. <laughs> Shit. All That's right. funny to so, me. So, let's, let's jump in. Let's go. Because I feel like we could talk for days. We could. I feel like people, I mean, people always have questions, but, you know, people always, and then, you know, when you talk about, like, I want to respect and uh, people always people I, I learned that at a young age people will always have like their idea of what they think I am like or what they think I'm thinking or any right. of that so um, I appreciate you respecting respecting that part of my life I mean I would imagine I can I could not even imagine how it would impact my life so that's oh. why I and especially as humans because <clears throat> You were young then, and mm-hmm. so it obviously affected you greatly. So to me, it was like, I'm going to wait for him to say it, you know, or like if he wants to share anything. Because ultimately, you could be a completely different human being now. And so yeah. I wanted to know you for you, not for what you had done. Yeah. Anyways, so tell me how this journey began. Oh, man. Well, um, in second grade... My te- my second grade teacher, who's now who was my godmother, first communion godmother. Yeah. Um, she had started a drama club, so she had like an agency and she did acting work on the side. But she started a drama club at school, and I wanted to be a part of it. And so I joined it, and I told my mom. And they were like, "Okay, that's really weird that you're going to stay after school, and it's not like homework or detention or anything like that." <laughs> and my brothers were weirded out because it wasn't sports. And so I was like, yeah, I want to, I want to do this. And so I had a lot of fun. And so my, my then teacher noticed. And so she was like, Hey, there's an open call for this thing that you might be able to get some work. And like, it could be, it could mean like professional acting for you. And I was like, that's really weird. Cause I'm a kid and I don't know what any of that means, <laughs> but I asked my mom and my mom really, she really trusted my teacher. So she, she, she let her take me. She was like, yeah, you know, we'll do whatever. And um, I was like super nervous, right? Because I show up, it's an open call audition, and I took one of my school portraits with me. Oh, so everyone else, like, headshot? yeah, it was a bunch of like little white kids with professional Shut headshots. Up, white kids? Yeah. And I'm there with like a school portrait, and my teacher was writing with like magic marker on the back my name uh-huh, and like she stuff. was like you know Rafita how much do you weigh how to and I'm like I don't know these questions <laughs> and so like uh, and I remember like for I realized that you had to write experience 
on, on like a resume or whatever. And so she wrote experience and it was the play that we had done at school. It was the lion and the mouse. Oh and God. so like I walked in and I was super nervous and the casting directors and everyone could tell. But mm-hmm. um, I had fun. And I ended up like booking my first audition, like the first audition I ever went to. What did they make you do? I don't even remember. It was like, uh, it was it was a commercial. But man, I did so many like really weird commercial, not weird. So like, this was just a general audition for general audition. something here yeah. in Dallas. And so that's what kind of got me into like the whole acting thing. And so it was like a small little commercial and then um, like an agency like reached out to my godmother or my teacher slash godmother Mm -hmm. said hey you know if he's interested we have a lot more stuff that we could send him out to and maybe he could audition so um they talked to my mom they're like okay cool let's see what this is all about and i ended up like uh my my teacher paid to get like my headshots done and my mom was like you know it's a new world to all Mm -hmm. of us because we're you know like back then we we barely had enough food to eat it was me my three brothers my mom and dad and then we had family coming in from mexico so Mm -hmm. they would stay with us in like a one bedroom house right and so it was really strange like this entirely new world so like fast forward i end up like getting represented by this agency and they send me to like they've been sending me to auditions and i get work here and there and sometimes i do stuff and sometimes i can't because of school but ultimately i ended up auditioning in the open call, like for Selena, you know, after Selena had passed, everyone was like, Oh my goodness. And they found out that they were going to do a film and they opened it up. And so my agent was like, yes, you need to go be there. And it was like, you know, an open call. So I had to be there like almost all day just to audition. But then I got called back a few times. Um, and then I remember the last trip, uh, the last callback, I ended up driving down to San Antonio and they told my mom, they said, hey, you need to be down here with him. Uh, we want to see him for like a week or two. And I was thinking I was just going to be there, you know, for whatever. And I was like, oh, man, this is weird, but cool. And there was this other kid that was down there as well. That was but, also like, yeah, it was oh, kind of like trying out. Right. Geez. And so because I had to leave school, I'm down there and I'm like getting tutored by like an on-site teacher. And uh, my mom, like, like she she walks into the classroom and she she like motions for me to come over and she's like, hey, they're gonna give you the part. Oh my god! And so like she like starts crying and she's like, I already called your brother. My my oldest brother who um who who's passed away. He was like, he's he's still like one of my biggest heroes and like inspirations. But she called him and she was like, hey, you know, they gave him the part and you know, tell tell everybody we're gonna mm. be up here for a while or we're gonna be down here for a while. So that was in San Antonio. But yeah, I mean, it was so okay. So I have several questions. <clears throat> yeah, what do you think made <clears throat> your t- your teacher slash godmother have that um, belief in you? Because you're so new to that, it's not like you had a lot of uh, other influences for the theater world. Yeah. And, and I don't, I honestly don't know. I was, um, and she had gotten me into several other things too. So like, she's the reason I had played the violin for like three years. Um, and she was very, like, she was very arts oriented and that was an entirely new world to me. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, we knew about arts and crafts, but she, right. She presented it like in a different light where Mm -hmm. it was like, Hey, this is, this is much more than just little activities that you can do. Right. And so I had a lot of fun. Like it was, it was truly like, you know, an exciting time for me to say, mm-hmm. yes, I can't wait for like drama club after right. school. Right. Yes. And, um, and so, yeah, like when she brought up the, the idea of that audition, I was excited and like, you know, ridiculously nervous, but I was excited more than anything. And how did you feel about Selena prior to this audition? 
Do you um, remember how you felt, or were you like you just knew about her and knew her music? Well, no, kinda? yeah, I I did because um, my aunt was a real big Selena fan, and so it's funny because back then, my mom wasn't the uh, wasn't the biggest Selena fan, mm-hmm. and I think we talked about that a little. Yeah, bit before. Um, I mean she is now, like <clears throat> for for obvious reasons. <laughs> But um, she wasn't really, like, she did like some of her music, but she didn't want people to know that she liked it Mm -hmm. because, you know, because of some of the things that she wore. My mom was, like, had very conservative ideas about Mm -hmm. what a singer is. And, like, you know, some of her icons are, like, Las Gilguerillas and and (laughs) Juan Sebastian. And so the idea of a singer is very different from what Selena represented. And so um, it was, like, a mix in between, yeah, you know, I really like these songs, but, you know... I don't want mom to know that I'm too into like these cumbias because it's almost like a bad thing. You know what I mean? And and I was raised like betraying your mom. Yeah. And I was like super, like I was hardcore Catholic. Mm -hmm. And so there was a, there was a a certain way about viewing those kinds of things um, that was instilled in us. So um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't a big deal in terms of like, um, it wasn't that big of a deal in terms of how it affected us like her music did but when she passed away like we felt it mm-hmm. um my my i remember my aunt was like crying and so it was like wow you know and that was that was when right right as she was taken off so um we realized that it was a big deal not just because of who she was in the music world but as like a symbol for the our community yeah so <clears throat> then you go to your initial audition was it in Dallas? It was in Dallas, yeah. Okay, because I remember I've heard, like, as a Selena movie stan and obvious Selena stan, like, I remember seeing, like, they had casting calls. Yeah. When I did research after, because obviously I was a baby, I couldn't, whatever. But I just find it interesting because they were going all around Texas looking. Yeah. And so one, one of them was here in Dallas. And so that's the one that I went to. And I remember specifically one of the callbacks, like, me sending in, like, a video cassette. Mm-hmm. which is really weird. It was several auditions and it was like really, I don't know. I mean, it was obviously very lengthy in terms of how they casted people, but yeah, it was, it was a lot. And so I remember even thinking like at the second or third callback, like this is too much. This is like mm-hmm. a long shot. This isn't going to happen. Why am I even doing this? So, and you were how old when you booked this gig? Uh, I was 11, 12. So not, so you were like what? Fourth grade, fifth grade. Uh, f- uh no, Cause you started doing yeah, acting I was sixth. in second no, grade. No, no, yeah, I was sixth, and so I remember okay. because so I didn't go to school. school. Yeah, I didn't go to school for seventh grade because I had to be homeschooled for, for like, you know, working on the film. <laughs> ah, okay, so you book this gig. <clears throat> yeah. Mom finds out that you've, you are little AB. Yeah. What is your initial reaction? I um, I was like, you know, this is cool. I was just like along for the ride and mm-hmm. and um I was really nervous uh, about doing well and like um even, and it's ridiculous even looking back now like at a young age I was always like nervous about letting people down that like mm-hmm. believed in me or that relied on me or or you know were there for me and so like for me my mom had to quit her job mm-hmm. you know because I, I you know child labor laws <laughs> i can't just go down to san antonio and be like hey i'll be back i'm right here yeah. thank you and so my mom had to quit her job and um like the the production company they had to hire her on as like a legal guardian mm. um and so you know she was treated like one of the crew members she was yes. given a you know a per diem and like they had go to take ahead, care of my mom. mom yeah so my mom was chilling but by the um, craft table like hey <laughs> 
but yeah so like my mom had to and i felt bad i was like man like you know the the ladies that my mom's worked for she was a housekeeper like they loved my mom my mom's mm-hmm. always been a hard worker and i remember like i along with my other brothers my oldest brother and myself we always did a lot of the translating my oldest brother and i were the ones that always spoke the most spanish mm-hmm. and so i remember specifically calling her bosses and saying hey this thing happened and she can't come work oh my god for you anymore did so you like, say what it was well, yeah. And, I'm and in so, a movie, Ben. <clears throat> <laughs> no, I was basically saying, you know, I have to go do some work and it's going to be out of town. And so, yeah, I mean, they tried to fight for my mom to keep her here. And they even tried to figure ways out to where they could still ha- hire her or keep her on. But, um, yeah, it was it was impossible. But, you know, that, like, I was like, man, my mom has to leave her job from these people that really care about her and love her and, and employ her. Like, I better not mess this up. You, f- you felt bad. <clears throat> yeah. And so then the journey began, sixth grade, 11 years old. Yeah. And you lived in San Antonio for a year a and a months. half? No, no, no. It was okay. a few months. Yeah. Um, I so, want to say close to a year. Close to a year. All righty. So now let's get into the nitty gritty. Yeah. <laughs> what happens first? You all do like a script read. You all come together. Everybody meets one another. Or are they still casting and you're just chilling? Um, they were still, when, as soon as I got there, I remember they were still casting. And then even then I remember like right before shooting started, they like replaced the older Suzette. Mm. And so it was like really weird. Cause like, you know, it was, there was always drama. Right. And then it was just like, oh man, why did they do this? Or what are they going to do? But, um, it was funny cause with us, like the kids, they wanted us to bond cause they wanted, that you know, chemistry. the dynamic. Exactly. And so... Um, I remember I got like a stern talking to because they were like, hey, you're not really you're not really mingling with them. And I was like, Aww. well, you know, it's two girls and I don't know what to you're do. You're too cool. Whatever. Look at you now. The color well, is no. that? <laughs> two girls working. But it's like, <laughs> yeah, so it, like it was weird to me. But then um, I had a talk with like one of the ADs and he was like, you know what? He was like, just just be yourself and blah, blah, blah. And like, he was a real, like he was really close to my mom too. And so I was like, okay, maybe, you know, I'll loosen up. And I remember we were tutoring, uh, we were being tutored one day and um, we were kind of all teasing each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, Becky Lee, the girl who played Selena, like we ended up, Susie or, or Victoria, myself, the girl who played Susie and myself ended up making her cry. Oh and we were, my God. Yeah, no, and I, I mean, I felt really bad because she started crying, but um, uh, uh like the director Greg Nava had called me in and so I was like Ooh. oh snap I was like I ruined this like everyone's going to be so upset I was like what have I done I was like I should have played this smart and so I walk in and he looks like real serious right he's like so what happened and I'm like well she was talking about this boyfriend <laughs> and I know that she doesn't really have a boyfriend because she's too little oh and I my know, god you're like, bad yeah and I was like her dad would have gotten really mad at her so I know that she's lying and I told her that she was a liar and blah 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 and then he was like so she started crying and I was like well yeah but I didn't mean to make her cry I was just telling her the truth and then like he's staring at me and it's like dead I feel silent like he right laughing yeah, I mean, it was dead silent. He's just looking at me. I'm like, what am I doing? And he like busts out laughing. And he's like, don't worry. He was like, I just needed to hear it from you. And as I'm walking out, he's like, make her cry some more. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, oh, snap. Jeez, that but is yeah. so interesting. <clears throat> so then what, who was the first big person you met? Was it Gregory? 
Um, yeah, Greg. He Which, was, if he you was don't, one of the... if you don't realize, Gregory Nava has directed basically uh, yeah. like three out of the five big Chicano films. He is the Chicano film director. Yeah, it's a big, um, it's a big deal. It's and did you, big you deal. didn't realize you were he was a big deal? Oh, of course not. No, okay. I didn't realize anybody was like. And that was the thing. Like, I knew the. Uh, the I think the biggest shock that I had was with. Um, uh, Jacob Vargas for some reason. For real? I was yeah. going to say Edward. Well, yeah. Well, that's what I would have thought too. Um, and my oldest brother was like, oh my God, you know, you're you're hanging out with <sighs> Edward James Olmos. And to me, it wasn't a big deal. But then um, he was like, you know, he, he obviously uh, uh, in a class of his own, but he he's you know he was pretty mean like he was mean to kids i remember several like times dead ass mean to yeah kids. Was i he remember like, several uh, times he would always he was he say a, meta, like, a method actor oh like yeah he was actually mean to you all he, he was actually mean to us oh my but God. i remember sometimes like on set when we'd be rehearsing something he'd be like yo god damn it <laughs> acting acting is not for kids why are they even here and, oh my and he was for real he was i mean either that or he was just being like mad convincing but Bruh. yeah i remember i was like ouch that hurts I'm hurting. yeah i'm a child leave me alone yeah but wow okay Whew. okay okay <laughs> everybody breathe with me right now because <laughs> this is a lot um okay so then you said the initial thing was like they were still casting when was the first yeah. big like read through we're making a fucking movie moment yeah i mean i don't have dates but we sat down for a read through mm -hmm. and so it was everyone in the room and and yeah i mean i remember being nervous because it was so many people and even then it had a vibe of like I had the idea in my mind that I didn't really belong there. Mm. You know, I enjoyed what I was doing and I had fun with the idea of acting. But for the most part, I felt like, man, you know, my 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 mother doesn't speak English. Uh, I, I have to try like when we signed contracts, I had to explain to my mother like what was going on. The like. Becky Lee and Victoria, the other girls, they're, they're the girls' parents. Like they were fluent, they 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 knew what was going on, and you know it was a whole new world to my mom. So it was just like, oh snap, what are we doing here? And you know, you're everyone's, you're always scared that you're gonna be like, you know, unmasked as a fraud that you are or whatever. Just mm -hmm. ner nervous in general Especially about as a child. yeah. And so like it was really, you know, it was it was a nervous time. But I just remember sitting down and then just going through everything and like. And that was it for the read through. And then everyone went out for dinner and it was like they they closed out a space at like one of the restaurants there in, in San Antonio. And we were just there hanging out and like people coming around and mingling and talking and, and you know, just saying what's up. And so like it was cool. I was like, man, this is this is pretty fun. It's nice. So. <sighs> OK, <yeah>. OK, sorry. <laughs> I really like I'm chilling, but it's so interesting. So then because. How did they create this energy? Because they made the film sh so quickly after her passing. Yeah. And, <clears throat> like, I don't know. I guess that's what I'm... Like, how did that Selena energy with her passing and this energy throughout Texas, right? Because we yeah. all felt this. Was Were there any kind of practices or discussions or having the actual family on the set? Yes. Uh, I literally have watched all the behind the scenes videos like from years ago that were like yeah. how they did the costumes and this yeah. and that and how they got J-Lo involved and just everything. So like what do you remember any of those things? Yeah, I mean they were extremely like everybody was really thorough from what I remember. Like I they they had me go to like bass lessons, you know. 
damn. Yeah, and then um, the family was like super integral to the entire process. Like from the I remember from end. the beginning. I remember one of the first things that we did, um, like after that dinner, I, it was probably the next day. Like we went to the Quintanilla's home, and like we were in the living room watching home videos of like when when Shit. Selena was like a you know a child to like more recent stuff, and like it was really hard because. You know, I remember, I remember um, Selena's mother like crying and, you know, it was really tough. It was like one of those really difficult situations where you're like, oh, I don't know what to do. But, you know, we're, we're trying to like get a glimpse into the life right. of, of this person. And so um, we watched videos, we talked, we, we listened to like some of the stories that they had. And it was little things like that, that we would just kind of go to and be a part of that. Um, that was really cool of the Quintanilla family to like allow us to, to sort of come into. So then y'all were y'all, y'all were in Corpus doing that or did they bring that? to So San we, we went, so we were at San Antonio. We also spent time in Corpus and then we spent time, um, in Potite. We y'all spent, Potite. yeah, it's, it's, it's a small, <laughs> small town. I think they have like a strawberry festival. Cute. Let's yeah. Go. It's pretty cool. And we spent some time like in a couple of other different places too. Um, and then ultimately, like after, like post production, I think was like in Los Angeles mm-hmm. and somewhere else. It was still, it was Warner Brothers, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. huge production, right? Um, <sighs> <laughs> all right. So then, psych. This is all a lie. I'm kidding. It's a we we punked you guys. <laughs> it's a joke. IMDb is lying. The movie credits lying. Everything lying. Um. So what do you remember being the most difficult part? I know you've discussed some different things with like your mom and stuff like that. But as far as like creating <clears throat> this movie. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I enjoyed it. It was it was fun. Um, like it changed. It, it made an impression on me on what I thought acting was, mm-hmm. which I learned later on is not. Which and is so um, like the, the way you tell a story. Um, because in film, everything's real choppy. Like you shoot something and it might've been at a different point in time. Mm -hmm. So like, as when it's part of a story, like you might be doing a scene, but you know, in, in this scene, like you, something happens to you, but in the, in the scene that you shoot the following day, it, it was supposed to have happened before, you know what I mean? So it was like out of sequence, out of order. And like, it, it really like messes with the way you commit to the work that you're doing. Um, and so that's why I, I think later on, you know, in high school and college, I kind of like appreciated theater more for what it was. That consistency, the beauty right. of the real. Yeah. And so like, exactly. And like everything like being in, in terms of a timeline. And then even if you're doing the same production, you do the same production a hundred times, you get a hundred different shows, mm-hmm, but like still with that consistency of, of, you know, the timeline, um, but yeah, I mean that that was tricky for me, and then um, I guess all the after effects, the 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 film filming and everything that that was a that I was a part of in terms of that was um, it was a it was a powerful learning experience, and obviously there was a lot of obstacles that I had to overcome um, with with my family and by myself as a performer. But um, you know, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I think afterwards, coming back from that, thinking that, you know, I, I did something really cool and really fun. And, you know, like my friends and family are going to be accepting of me and like, mm. you know, be excited for me. Right. Um, that was like a rude awakening because, you know. Back I, to reality. Yeah. Like it was, and, and, you know, it was like, 
in some extreme cases where it's like, wow, like these things can't be happening. Mm -hmm. And so there's been times in my life where I was like, I wish I had never done the film just because, you know. Do you want to share any of it or is it too much? I mean, it's not a big deal. It's just like, you know, when, because like I I mentioned, you know, we were, we weren't like, we weren't dirt poor, Mm -hmm. but there were times when, you know, my mom and dad were struggling in terms of, you know, making sure that we had somewhere to sleep and we had food. And so it wasn't always the most pleasant. And so, yeah, like I went through early years in school being teased and, and you know, for whatever reasons. Because they knew you were in it or just because No, 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 no. Like this was before life, the actual your film. life. Right. And Got so it. like going through that and thinking, man, you know, I don't have like a, a, a different shirt for every day of the week like mm-hmm. some of my classmates do. So I get teased about wearing the same shirt in a week or whatever or you know my 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 oldest my older brothers were like big skateboarders and so like in our neighborhood like that wasn't really the cool thing to be doing right and so i was you know we were teased by that uh, my younger brother and i and so after going through this experience and coming back it was like okay cool now you know we don't really have to worry about where we're going to live because you know we can afford rent and you know we'll have some 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 decent money to like spend on food and like if we want to do cool stuff um it wasn't like a ridiculous payday but it was enough so that we were more than afloat mm-hmm. um and uh like trying to come back into you know family life with aunts and uncles and distant cousins it was like no like you you can't come back and think you're the shit or you can't like sit here and and look at us with those judgmental eyes and like that never crossed my mind for a minute but they felt that because right you had and so yeah like thing. i remember you know i remember um i had a birthday i had a, my mom did a birthday party for my younger brother and i and uh uh, his birthday is like three weeks before mine. And so we, you know, we usually do ours together mm-hmm. or used to do ours together. And so we had a birthday celebration and one of my aunts comes up and hands me like a bag and like almost like she was forced to and literally almost drops it before she gives it to me. And she's like, here, I don't know what to give someone who already has everything in the world. Uh, and I was like a kid, right? I wasn't even a teenager yet. Or I I had just turned... Like a preteen. Yeah. So I was like, what does that mean? And that was after the film yeah. was made. Was and it so, after its release? Yes. Okay. Because... I, and that's some, that's another issue we can talk about, I think from my experience from Latino families yeah. where it's like, are they happy for you? Is there too much pride? Is yeah. there too much ego when, when really family should be loving and supporting you? Yeah. Um, no matter what, no matter what kind of job you have or what you're doing. Um, but damn, like, yeah, that's it was real. Tough. And so, I mean, that's, that's like one. And I mean, there's, and honestly, I, I, we could do 10 episodes on all the crazy stuff that, that, that is that either happened or people said or people or, or things that people did and on and and to be real like when you say thing when like when you said this isn't something that he talks about and you know I want to be respectful of it like that's one of the reasons why I'm not out here like you know yo you know respect me I was in this movie yeah. or whatever but you know it, it's like one, I'm not that way. I'm not that kind of person. At but all. at the same time, and you know, if if the issue does come up, I I've, I'm free to share whatever. But you know, I'm always understanding of like people are gonna be, you know, feel some type of way over something that you probably didn't even intend for them to feel, or mm-hmm. they're gonna be offended over something that you said when it's like, no, that wasn't. 
That wasn't what I was trying to do. And I think that's just a testimony to their own individual character, right? Like how they react to something like this. Um, And I guess we'll see how it goes even after this episode (laughs) is released. Um, I don't like him no more. Yeah, they're like, fuck that show. Our ratings go down. I'm like, damn it. Um, So then those are some of the most difficult things you faced. What do you remember as the best things? What were your favorite things? And and how long did the the, uh, filming span? Filming wasn't very long. I want to say maybe like 50 days, 40 okay. or 50 days. Yeah, that's really nice. Um, yeah, but I mean, there was a lot of like trying to, you know, create chemistry and mm-hmm. doing things and like a lot of social stuff. Um, all of that was really fun. Like the people more than anything, uh, I think was was like the highlight for me because there were a lot of Latinos working in, in you know on the film and so to I me was like wondering that yeah like that was exciting like you know to this day my mom will be able to name to you like some of the clothes like she was really close to Constance and to mm-hmm. Selena's mother and like to me you know my mom like you know she's cool like you know she's like whatever but she's like oh yeah I remember this and I remember that and like there was there was a, a PA her name was Michaeline and she was really nice to my mother and like so she was really nice to me and she was from like a small town and so like all these people had their own stories and things that they wanted to do and how you know they they kind of connected and and to me it was cool because it was like oh snap after a while I was like maybe I am kind of like you know some of these people and maybe I do belong here mm-hmm. and you know Maybe my mom also is 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 as much a part of this yes, as like absolutely. someone who's directing the film and mm-hmm. someone who's you know a part of of the family and things like that. So that was really cool to me. I think um, it made me really see the power of 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 our community and our stories and our stories yeah. and our individuality. All of that, yeah. <sighs> so <laughs> wow, <wowza. laughs> Let's take a break. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Damn. Okay, so then recording didn't last that long. So then after you all... Okay, I have more questions about the movie. Let me stop lying. (laughs) So Edward was kind of mean. Yeah. How was J-Lo? I, you know, I didn't have, like, in terms of working, obviously. Because you didn't have many of, scenes Right, with her. yeah, I wasn't in very many scenes. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> no, but she was really nice. She was really sweet. Um, and she was really cool. I remember, and I feel like my mom was cool with everyone. And funny story, like, my mom was also actually in the film. Where? What? So, Shut um, up. I need to yeah, go see her. And, and, so, and so, actually, another really cool tidbit. I've never seen the film in its entirety. Uh, we, I want you to watch it, but I understand yeah. not watching it. Yeah, no, I, I probably won't. But the, there's a scene where, like, right when it transitions into, like, the older part of the story, um, where she's performing. Um, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Yeah, well, you, you can't see her, but my mom's, like, oh. selling flowers. Aww. And so, they like, they, because, you know, my mom was just hanging out, and they were like, hey, you know, one of the, the PAs was like, do you want to, you know, like, just walk around with these flowers and act like you're selling them. My mom was like, okay, whatever. Is she getting them lady paying flower checks though? No, I'm just kidding. Mm. No, she she should. I was like, hey, bro, where's the contract? (laughs) Write her a contract. Yeah, for real. (laughs) Oh my God. But yeah. So Jayla was nice. Yeah, so I'm sorry. Jayla yeah, was like, nice. I'm like, okay, B. Uh, no, just kidding. <laughs> and so um, her fiance at the time was Earth. She's had many. <laughs> yeah, he was a Cuban dude. Uh-huh. And I remember my mom was like really close to him, really cool with him. Damn, mom. I, yeah. I should have interviewed your mom. You no. should have. My mom was cool with everyone, right? And yeah. um, 
we had there was like a cast party or a cast dinner or something at like Hard Rock Cafe, and uh, she comes up to me. She's like, "Hey, make sure you you uh, go by Jennifer and like take a picture." And I was like, "Why?" And she was like, "Oh, because he's about to ask her to marry him." And I was like, at "No, the Hard Rock Cafe, yeah. bro. No so, wonder like, it didn't last." And so I was there, and I was just like, you know, being really awkward with my disposable <laughs> camera. And he asks her, and then boom, I I snap a picture, and like my mom's smiling because like she had talked to him, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do it that right is now. So I'm gonna do it funny. today, or whatever." What the hell? But yeah, but no, like she was. I mean, she was really. She wasn't like superstar J Lo at the no, time. No, so. not at all. Which is an argument, right? That like a lot of people. Or like, if it wasn't for Selena, or Selena, yeah, J Lo would not be who she is. She would not oh, have for the sure. success yeah. she has, and right. she needs to pay more credit. But that's a different issue. Who? So you were Can most we see that picture with you and J Lo, though. I'll have to. Yeah, I. I mean, I have. I have a few pictures with J Lo and like the whole cast. I need you to take them all up. <laughs> I will okay. help we you. Want to see a scrapbook? I <laughs> will pay you. I don't know. Whatever <laughs> is necessary. I need to see them. Ma, all. I mean, my mom has all those. So I will I'm take really her like, some pan. Hey, mom. Empanadas. Ma, uh, quieren ver las fotos <laughs> que sacaste cuando estaba en San Antonio. Porris, señor. Um. Okay. So you were most starstruck by. Jacob Vargas. Yeah, which is and I don't remember why. Me. He must have um, been in some film you liked. Like, well, yeah, on. yeah. Um, and so to me, it was like, whoa. And I'm trying to remember like what it was, but to me, like every time he came around, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, you know, I was. Uh, like, but he was super... also playing your role, right? So he was older, AB. Right. You all met AB, I'm sure. Yeah. And how did you connect with him as a child? Um. I mean, I, I connected more with Jacob, uh, and I only spoke to to AB like a, a handful of times. But he, I mean, honestly, everyone, the the entire family, I don't think they could have been any nicer and like open and willing. And I mean, like if it wasn't for work, we would have been hanging out with them all the time because they were always inviting us to stuff, always telling us about different things and and stuff. So, I mean, they, they were all cool. Was it because he was on Mi Familia? I'm looking at his IMDb. Probably. I and mean, he was on Mi Vida Loca. I think it's Mi Vida Loca. And he was an American me as Paulito. When he yeah, was yeah, yeah. Team. I remember that. But I think it was Mi Vida Loca. Maybe. Yeah. I looked him up just out of curiosity to see what movies he did before Selena. When you were doing this, because he already had a good director resume, did you think this is going to be a huge deal? I didn't think so. When did you realize that it was a huge deal? Um... um so they did a premiere in, in LA and I couldn't go. Um, and I don't remember why, probably school or something. I don't remember. But um, And this was how long after filming finished? I don't know. Whenever, like, whenever films okay. premiere. <laughs> why do you not know this? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I just, because I, sometimes it's like a year. Sometimes it's like, you know, six yeah, months. Yeah, no, I, I want to say it was maybe a year. Like a year. Yeah, maybe a little less. But I remember thinking I couldn't make it. And then um, they were like, okay, well, well, then we'll just do a premiere in Dallas. And I was like, oh, okay. And they said that, and they did a premiere in LA, a premiere in Dallas. Did they, they did, do them anywhere else? Um, I don't, they probably did, but like, I remember they did it at Cinemark off Webb Chapel. And, Shut up. Yeah, in North Dallas. Um, and they flew a couple people in, um, like they flew uh, young Abraham in, and I want to say uh, Becky, young Selena, and Victoria, young Susie came up. And um, 
and yeah, and so they had a premiere at at Cinemark, and like it was a big deal because they they did the whole nine. They had, you know, the red, red carpet. carpet. They like sent a limo to our house, and I was like, yeah. what the hell? And so it was a big deal because we were like, I remember my brother was like, shit, that limo might get stolen if it Shut comes up. through. Shut up, that's so funny. <laughs> and was through, it just you and your mom that went, or everybody? No, it was my my whole family. That Damn. is so and sweet. And it was really weird because I. <laughs> We had we we introed the film and we said hello and I remember saying hi you know and I was like the first one to speak right oh, and I, I wasn't sure why uh-huh. but I was like tell them you know who you are who you played and where you're from and I was like hi I'm Rafael blah 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 I was young AB and and this is my hometown of Dallas dirty, and like dirty everyone Dallas, <laughs> like starts screaming and they're like ah and I was like oh snap like it caught me off guard and I was like okay this is pretty cool and then. Um, I remember going to sit down and like it took me forever to go sit down because we were like in halfway through the theater and um and when I went to sit down like people were stopping it's like oh you know can we take a picture can you sign this and they had posters and stuff and then um I remember sitting down and the film about to start and like I'm like super nervous mm-hmm. I'm like freaking out and then there's um the part of the film where selena's walking out into the uh the astrodome yeah um like that's when when my name comes up and i like i i seriously i almost fainted i was like oh snap that's my name like yeah my name's on there like on 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 a movie and so like i told my mom i had to go to the restroom and so i went to the restroom and i like never came back to like the movie was over <laughs> you poor baby so yeah. you have you seen yourself on it i i mean i've caught glimpses of myself on there yeah how much of the film have you seen <clears throat> um i've seen most of the part when uh when it transitions to like the older the adult you've mostly Selena. seen the adult so you've mostly yeah. skipped your parts right i've mostly skipped the younger because you don't want to see yourself right do you not want to judge yourself um yeah like i guess that's yourself, it i guess yeah i mean because you know and we did a whole lot of filming a lot of it wasn't included a lot of it was probably on deleted scenes in the dvd but i'm gonna go watch them tonight <laughs> but there was some things that they didn't include and we i mean we did a lot a whole lot of stuff and i just remember thinking wow you know people are in studios like figuring out why this or why that and you know i just remember thinking well i hope they don't use this part or i hope Aww. they didn't use that one that's how or- i feel with the podcast <laughs> <laughs> Please don't leave that burp in. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, and then I just remember thinking, um, and I remember that day specifically of the premiere, uh, people like looking at me. Mm. And so I was like, why are y'all looking at me? And I mean, obviously, you know, it's because like you were in the film and you're here. Right. But you're and also so, a child, so your mind's like, meh. Right. And so then I, I remember trying to go see the film again, um, like a couple of weeks later, and I couldn't do it. And it was the same thing. And I remember... Um, because I had gone with like a couple of cousins of mine and they had some friends up there and they were like, yeah, we're going to go watch it with, with my cousin and he was in it and, you know, that's him right there. And, and immediately, as I said, I was like, oh my God, that's him. And I'm just like, well, you know, I'm just like you, but whatever. Please stop. I just want to yeah. go skate. And then you. I, yeah. And then I walk out. And so you would go and try and just not be able to watch. Right. And you still haven't seen it to this day. I still haven't seen it in its entirety. And you're right. and it's in its entirety and you right. don't think you ever will. I probably won't. And you don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't have like a... Yeah, I don't really want to. Pat's playing our, her who you got. <laughs> Early. <laughs> um, okay. 
So then, I really, are you like you were legit ready for this interview? I know. I was like, hey, she has, like all the questions. I I have questions. Like this is the thing. I'm not mad. I'm just you know like it. It's all good. It's just funny. Episode's funny. 18 hours long. <laughs> I just because for me, it's like getting the opportunity to to hear from someone on what's your most what's one of your favorite childhood films like most favorite watch the most um that's tough just pick like one of them one um lean on me okay so it's like one of the what was his name stumpy or something oh (laughs) stumpy what What did you say I was going to say, all dogs go to heaven. Okay. Or homeward bound. I was trying to name one of the characters from Lean on Me. But I, you said Stumpy. I didn't know if that's his that name or not. not a character. Le- Stumpy? I know. Which I movie like, are you talking Stimpy? about? No, Lean on Me is the one with the guys, the kids, right? Yeah. And Morgan and they, Freeman, the principal. Okay. Yeah. And they're like homeboys and they go walk in you and shit. No, that's Stan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she, that's why I knew she had it confused. I was like, I was like, you said Morgan Freeman? Yeah. And I was like, wait, she's going to keep processing it? No, she ain't got it. Okay. <laughs> um, Lean on me. <laughs> yeah, with Morgan Freeman about the school. Uh-huh. Well, if someone from that film, if you got the chance to chat with them. Yeah. How would you feel? Oh, I'd die. Right. Yeah. It just so happens you're one of my closest friends. <laughs> okay. And I've ho- I've held this yeah. in for a long time. And mostly, I, I know <clears throat> you. I yeah. don't know that young child who played that role and, yeah. and is such a huge part of not just Latino or Mexican or Chicano culture, but American culture. Right. Yeah. This film is what has kept her legacy alive oh yeah it's, so, but it's done so much right yeah. and that's why to me i'm like sometimes i wish you yeah. were not as beautiful <laughs> and as humble as you are not because i want you to go around and be like yeah it was good i was little ab like no not yeah. that um but just <clears> like <throat> being a part of something that's culturally so pivotal yeah and important and celebrating the life of someone who still does what she does to us still Mm. like that like wow like that's why i'm just like what like you hold so much power and and your lack of expressing this huge event in your life proves how how awesome you are and how incredible you are and how humble you are and how just passionate you are yeah because it's your experience and this film changed all of our lives in some way, whether it be you hated it because your little sister watched it all the time. I still like the movie. You just played it a lot. Okay. Or if you're like me, we're like, for me, for for my young ass or whatever you yeah. want to make fun of me for, it made me follow my dreams. Like, as yeah. cheesy as that sounds, like, I needed that. Yeah. Like, if I didn't have that film <clears throat> and watch it, I don't know what I would be doing because... Yeah. I wouldn't have had anybody to look up to. Yeah. What Mexican-American singer do we have or what Mexican-American star do we have that really represented that we could follow our dreams? Yeah. Do we have that besides that film? Yeah, no, you're, I mean, you're, like, you're right. 
And so that's why to me, I'm like, <clears throat> it's, it's, it's an honor to call you a friend. It's an honor yeah. to be working with you so closely. Yeah. And so like, I'm just grateful that you even opened up about this yeah. because I know how much it means to you. And like, yeah. even when we went to see the Selena star, it was like, I didn't know how I was going to react, yeah. but I definitely didn't know how you were going to react. Yeah. Um, and so I want you to express with us a little bit, if you don't mind, how this changed your life. Um, then and now. Um, I mean, it keeps on changing my life. And and you're right. Like I, you know, like I, I for the most part, I, I feel like I understand uh, um, the impact that it has and it that it has had and that it will continue to have. Um, and yeah, like it changed my life. It really did for the better. And so, you know, I mentioned that sometimes I wish I hadn't done it, but like, you know, now being in the position that I'm in, like, I wouldn't change anything for the world. And I feel like, you know, the person that I am today is a big testament to, to the people that, that I look up to and, and my family specifically. But the film did something in terms of, like, how I viewed, you know, where my community at large can go. Mm-hmm. And so um, my parents and my brothers, you know, like, I remember when we went to when we went to go see the Selena Star in L.A. Like, I remember walking up and I immediately got chills because, like, you know, it was it was one of those moments. And like, the only thing I could think of was like one of somebody who's so iconic to our community and did so much finally has like a place in, you know, on the Walk of Fame. And like, I the first thing that came to my mind was like, I wish my oldest brother was here to see it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, my mom is a huge inspiration to me. She's like, you know, I've talked about her on the show before. <laughs> my dad, you know, was the first person from my family to be here uh, when, when he crossed over from Mexico. But, like, my brother was the first person, like, that I knew of that kind of paved the way for us. Because, like, my parents didn't go to school. So, they weren't in the school, in public school, like, figuring their way through that. So, when I had a hard day... Like, the persons that I would go to would be my older brothers. And so, my oldest brother was, God, like, he was he was rough with us, but he was, like, the most supportive. And, like, if anybody, for whatever reason, like, so much, you know, leaned on us in the wrong way, like, he was there to say, look, just because we're, you know, Chicano or because our parents are in, undocumented or for whatever reason you're going to disrespect us, that's not going to happen. And, um, you know, I grew up with stories of, like, you know, him, him not being thought of as cool because he was a skater and and him and my and my older brother peewee who was his younger brother was always with him and he was like oh why do you have to have your younger brother with you and you know i don't know how many times they would tell us that they got beat up by some nazi punk rock kids that were were skating by them because they were like oh you know you beaners shouldn't be skating it's like a white thing and so it was stuff like that that you know i i took into account into you know, what I felt would mold my character later on and the, the resilience of, of, of my parents after, you know, being knocked down so many different times, whether, you know, they had to leave a job because, you know, they were going to do like a, an immigration check or whatever. And so combining that, like, like, that strength and that resilience and that, that just passion to, to still, like, solidify yourself in American life and then 
you know, being presented with the opportunity to go after something that you really want to do, um, like the film did that for me and it was like, well, look, you, if you want to do something, you're going to do it and you, you shouldn't be stopped. And so your resourcefulness is, is, is in your hands. So you have the power to figure things out and you don't let people disrespect you and, and you are just as human as anybody else and, and you're just as American as anybody else. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I got to give thanks to that. Like, you know, my, my oldest brother, he, you know, he passed away a couple of years ago, about two and a half years ago. And, um, and so that's been, you know, I'm, I've, I'm still processing that my family's still processing that we're so tight knit. And so, um, it's just another one of those testaments of like, we're still here, we're still together. And, and regardless of what anybody's beliefs are, he's like still among us. Mm-hmm. And, um, like he he pushed me to be where I'm at, and so you know I do I feel like I do amazing things um, in in terms of how I represent like my community, and so like that's why to me like you know when we talk about how Decolora started, that's why I sent sent that lengthy email because you know it's it's the thought of my brother saying you know if if a platform like this existed for me when I was growing up, I would have been like happy to be a part of it, yeah, and uh, and like. You know, people like my parents who deserve the fucking world, who would have been able to do whatever they wanted to do. They would have been fucking like leaders of of society in ways that I can't even imagine. But, you know, my dad couldn't go to school. He had to, you know, work in farms and gather enough money to come over here and, and, you know, make some money to make sure that we had food. And, And my mom, who's a fucking genius and like... You know, just knows so much and is such a powerful force. And like, I tell her all the time, she's a revolutionary because mm-hmm. like she, you know, she's conservative in her ways, but she's like, like really a trailblazer. And uh, like, those are the kind of stories that I will like continue to fight for. And my family taught me that. And being a part of this film taught me that. And everything that came after that taught me that all of these things deserve a fighting chance and deserve the proper representation and that we can be what we want to be because we are, you know, we we deserve it. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's life-changing. And so that, you know, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be Decolores. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, like, excited to be at the, at, the, at the Oak Cliff Cultural Center where, you know, we do things like this on the regular. And I'm excited to be part of projects and work with people that you know, for the most part, have that idea in mind and as versatile as, as I feel like I can be in terms of working with people, um, I will always respect anyone who's like willing to go out there and do their own thing. And I'll always be like a a supporter of any kind of movement that solidifies that without like having to feel like they need to prosecute someone else or someone else's ideas or thoughts because there's no room for that. Amen. Amen, amen to everything you said. Thank Off you. my box. Thank you for all of that. I feel like we like we love you and you're one of our closest friends, like Eva says, but we're seeing like a whole other side of you that we're like welcome, we're like feel welcome to be part of it because I know you, we don't want, like we've never pressed you on any of that. Like as soon as, obviously like we were excited, but we were never going to like pressure you into it. And this is just like letting us into another side that we feel like we're, we're, we're part of your family and you're part of ours. So thank you. Thank you for sharing this. Yes, yes thank you. Um, if, this might sound cheesy as hell. <laughs> if you could tell Selena anything, what would you tell her? Oh my God. 
thank you. Like, thank you. I, I don't know that you can say anything else, but thank you. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I'm getting emotional because literally it was celebrating her legacy that brought us together. Uh, apparently every 10th episode I get to cry. Um, <laughs> I'm getting emotional, but that's not a shocker. But I almost cried <laughs> Yeah, but Yeah, like, that was weird. Who, who does that? <laughs> who? That was an accident, right? You yeah. didn't need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the allergy spring. The, allergy. Just, yeah, yeah, right the pollen in this room right yeah, now. Yeah, it's, oh my goodness. No, but really, it, it, it's... Where's the essential we'll, oils? We need them right now. <laughs> I thought you said central oils. I was like, who? These um, I think you all might understand a little bit better why <clears throat> we all feel so connected and inspired and grateful to be Texan um, because of what Selena means to us. And I feel like I've said it many different ways, many different times. Um, and maybe I'll write an article on it one day or something. Um but we've all had different experiences with this person and it's so incredible and powerful and just a testimony to herself, her craft, her, her everything. She, she really is like a Santa for us. Like she is. And, and you can't take her from us. Um, and, you know, I know people are like, oh, why does everybody talk about Selena? And da, da. No, fuck you guys. I'm going to keep going because I don't we don't yeah. feel like we have many. And, and everything you said is absolutely true. And I'm so grateful you shared it with us. And we'll probably talk about it more a little bit next episode because it'll yeah. be after the event. <laughs> yeah. um, Make sure to come to the screening. But please come to the screening. We're going to do a um, a welcome. But more than any of that, thank you, Rafa. For sharing that very, very personal life experience that, that's completely affected you wholly and completely. I'm sure we'll have many questions from all our listeners <laughs> and even fellow Bring podcasters <laughs> and friends. Um, we've had a star among us the whole time. Selena movie or not, <laughs> Rafael Tamayo is a force to be reckoned with. He's a Aww. legend of Dallas, in my opinion. He is doing shit that nobody else in Dallas is doing. He's recognizing talent before people recognize it. He is a force, an absolute force, and he does not give himself enough credit. Game and recognized game. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Pat. <laughs> Y'all missed me. But... <laughs> Really, thank you. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for being our guest on the Colores Radio, little AB. <laughs> of course, you're too nice. I'm really not. Anyways, now we can go back to our regular scheduled Ooh. programming. Thank Loud. you. Thank you, Rafael Tamayo, yeah, for course. being our guest on the Colores Radio. I told y'all we've been hinting at this from the beginning because anytime we talked about Selena or the movie, he'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> I think people might have thought that like I was like really just hating. Saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like you were just being weird and hateful. And it's not, it's because he's a star, baby. Um, <laughs> now we can jump back into our segments. It is officially time for Rafael's favorite tune of 2018 Uh oh. Okay. self-care corners <laughs> yes so i know our interview went long but i know y'all wanted all the scoop and juice like i did because <laughs> you know selena star no i'm just kidding okay so my self-care for this week um 
was to do that thing that you love by your damn self. Because a lot of times I do this where I'm like, somebody come with me. I don't want to go to this place by myself. And then sometimes it's like, you know what? No, really having that like some simple tasks end up being really fun. And then you end up thinking like, oh, I, this is, this was nice. I personally really love going to the grocery store by myself, like mm-hmm. late at night because I feel that. Same. there's not any people really at the store and I can get what I want and I can just be chill. I sometimes listen to podcasts with my headphones <laughs> or just music or whatever. And it's yeah. just like, it's so nice to just <clears throat> be alone. And like, I'm really working on that because loneliness is a bench and I think that it's really hard because society is like constantly pressuring you to be with someone, but also like human existence, not even human existence, the existence of creatures. Like we, nobody wants loneliness, even animals, ants, whatever. Um, And I think there's beauty in solitude and I'm working on it. And all my self cares are always things I'm working on. So I'm really working on loving my solitude it's hard to do. It's lonely as hell. It can get sad as hell too. But really, don't send that text, girl. Just read a book instead. Uh, it's okay to be alone. Do that thing you love by yourself. Start with that. Because if it's something you love, it doesn't feel as lonely. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it's just, it's okay. Just I can try gosh. to celebrate that. Yeah, I'm with that. I love doing things by myself. I went to the museum by myself recently, and it was, it was pretty great. Didn't have anybody rushing me to go mm. see the next piece. Damn, who to- are you going to the museum? <laughs> well, I'm not saying like. Oh, uh, hello. You spent two minutes on that piece already. Oh, you've been staring at that for too long. No, it's just like in general. Like <clears throat> I think in museums, some people try and like rush through, or like trying like when cause was there. It's just like there was all those crowds that were like rushing through Who's everything. That? Yeah, who? but yeah it was really fun going to the museum <clears throat> by myself it's funny people well i mean i guess people still do like when i say i went somewhere right did something like oh who'd you go with i was like myself by yourself but you know it's i think people get shocked when it you say you go to the to movies by yourself thing. they're like what? i love going to the movies by myself i saw moonlight by myself and it was great Aww. moonlight uh, uh moonlight was amazing Wow, somebody finally watched Moonlight. Finally yes. watched it, yeah. Thank you. I wish I'd have seen it in theaters. I wish you had too. Maybe yeah. we can make it go back one day. Maybe. Uh, well, that is my self-care corner for the week. Do that thing you love by your damn self. Now it is time for our brown business of the week. do 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 Our brown business of the week technically is also Selena-themed. We're actually having one of our events from 214 Selena at this iconic Oak Cliff place. Yeah. Do you have a drum roll? I do. Ding, ding. Country Burger. Located at 401 Southampton Road, Dallas, Texas, 75208. It is right next to the Tom Thumb. Rafa, give him the spiel on this place. Yeah, it's a Selena Shrine Memorial uh, Collector of any and everything that they can find that's Selena related. Yeah, like Um, it is a dream for any Selena fan. Yeah, it's really cool. Didn't we hear they had like a a Selena burger? No. 
she's talking about oh. that. Yeah. Well, come by Selena Day <laughs> at and Country Burger on Saturday, about. March 31st from 2 to 6 p.m. And then uh, you'll see a whole bunch of Selena stuff. I heard the Country Burger, the good folks at Country Burger have a special Selena, um, I don't even know what to call it, statue? Mannequin? Mannequin sculpture? Something. But we'll have we'll have vendors, we'll have the look like contest. There'll be a bunch of cool stuff happening there. So there Yay. will be. But this is Country Burger, a yummy hamburger restaurant. Has a drive-thru, it has arcade games, and lots of Selena. So why not support this yummy burger joint in Oak Cliff, Texas? Yes. Yay. That means it is time for our next the Coco events. <laughs> Tricked ya. Uh, like we said, 214 Selena is happening March 30th and 31st. March 30th will consist of a special Selena screening at the Texas Theater brought to you by yours truly, as well as the Oak Cliff Cultural Center and Texas Theater, Faded DJs, Sour Grapes, and... Top 10 Records. Thank you. Go watch it. We're going to intro the film. It should be fun. Now that you know the secret's out, um, <laughs> he probably will not watch the film still that day. I will not. But he will be there, so you can shake his hand. No, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not trying to make this weird for anybody. I'm so sorry. Um, but that's happening on Friday, 7 p.m. Uh-huh. Then after that, we have the art show at Top 10 Records. There's some dope Selena artwork that will be yeah. there. We'll have some of the faded DJ. Yeah, DJ Rocket. We'll have Katie Trail Vodka in the yes, house. Yes, Katie Trail. Got yeah. the trail. Yeah. Uh, and then on the following day, March 31st, we'll take place... At 2 p.m. at Country Burger. Mm-hmm. And we'll have vendors there. We'll have the lookalike contest, like he said, as well as that night. It will be at Club Dada. And we will have another lookalike contest. And they play Selena um, songs all night. And you just get your life, honey. Because yeah. when I came home from <clears throat> my white-ass college town <laughs> and we went to the Selena event, I was like, I'm... I'm so excited to move back to Dallas because I need this in my life all the time. Yeah. And that's where me and Rafita met. So totally come out to 214 Selena and you might meet your next bestie uh, podcast host. Okay. Yeah. So you should definitely come out to that. Then to celebrate the one year of doing this thing, Mar- April 21st with Shay Serrano. Can you believe it? <laughs> I'm so sorry. We're laughing at the next segment already. Uh, April 21st, one year anniversary at Texas Theater. Buy your tickets at marginwalkerpresents.com. We will be having the new Texas legend, Shea Serrano, New York Times bestselling author of the Rap Yearbook and Basketball and Other Things. You don't want to miss it live and in person. You will see us record a podcast. I will hug you. I will love you. Please come or I won't eat dinner for three weeks (laughs) on a hunger strike in solidarity, okay? Um, I'm so sorry. That's not a joke. But actually, please come to that. We're really looking forward to it. And it should be a great time. Now, finally, it is time for Who You Got with the Coco. Pat, let's hear your entire (laughs) segment. My entire segment? Okay, so um, 
went to uh, South by Southwest with Richard from Songmas, who's best little fest buddy. We are probably going to try and make other festival trips together because it was a lot of fun. Um, <clears throat> I was making sure that I got to see at least one of the main acts that I wanted to see, which was the f- most important one, was Lido Pimienta. Um, I'd been wanting to see her for some time, and I've been a fan. She'd gotten a lot of recognition and got an award currently. I can't think of the name right now in Canada. But a lot of people like gave her a lot of criticism because a lot of times at her shows, like a lot of festivals that she's played at are mostly white people that attend, and she says all the brown and black women to the front. Yes. Um, so, yeah, she's an, an Afro-Latinx from Colombia, and her presence on stage was amazing. She was pregnant and still performing, every like doing all these showcases and stuff, and she was awesome, and she was super sweet. Um, I also want to shout out Balloon. I met Angelica and Nora last year at South By, and I got to meet them at the Remezcla house. They were super sweet. Angelica started following our podcast. Hopefully, she's checking out this episode. So, shout out to Balloon. They have a new um, track out. So, definitely check them out. They're from Brooklyn. They're Boricuas. Where Brooklyn at? Where Brooklyn at? Wow. Where Brooklyn at? Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Um, and then I wanted to see Salt Cathedral, but I didn't get to. They were really good. Bruh, some of these names are <laughs> stretching it. Salt Cathedral. God. Okay, go on. I'm so and sorry. And then finally, the last one is Balacu. They were one of the ones I saw at the Caradura Showcase. They're from Spain. They're really cool too. So yeah, sorry. I, I limited myself. I cut. She actually cut. deleted one because we started laughing. For real. Yeah, I was like, let me just shout out the couple ones that I did see and, yeah, and that I met. So, yeah. Thank you, Richard, for having me be your festival buddy. I I hope your travels are going well. Oh, and I met Tatiana Hazel. Sorry. Backtrack. Who was a Who You Got and her DJ Chava. DJ. Her DJ, DJ Chava, was awesome. They're really cool. Definitely listen to Tatiana Hazel if you haven't yet. Yes. All right. Thank you, Pat. Now on the next episode, I'm just kidding. Rafael, my who you got is One Path, and the song is Colores. Thank you. (laughs) We only have time for that, so sorry. Don't breathe anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what I was looking up. Something about the Colores, but this song came up. One Path is Spanish dude calls himself Rey del Jugo y Autotune, and I felt attacked. Yeah, but the song's really dope. It is really cool. It jams. Uh, It's called Colores. So. Check it out. Is it De Colores? Is it? Or it just... De Colores in the hook, but the song's called Colores. Yes, but look it up and it sounds like they're talking about us. It really does. It's, it's really cute. cool. Yeah. I like it a lot. Um, I'm still going to tell y'all to listen to more Selena because that's all, literally all I'm listening to. Uh, morning, night, uh, evening snack. Um, so sorry I disappoint you all because I do not change my music every single week. Is, is uh, SZA still in there? SZA's absolutely always in there. There's definitely other people in there, but when it's Selena season, it's pretty consistent, big old discography I just keep going for. That just about wraps it up for us here at De Colores Radio. We want to say thanks again to one of our own, Rafael Tamayo, for sharing his very personal bow, bow, bow. experiences bow, 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 with bow, bow. us. He's not here to do this. Also, <laughs> You're welcome. You're happy welcome. late birthday to him as Woo! well. One of our dear co-founders. <gasps> We're so grateful for everything you do. Don't forget to share the podcast and follow us on social media. Subscribe and leave us a... Darn review. I actually really mean that. Like, I... 
please go leave us reviews. I want to reach 50 before we have our one year. So let's make it happen. We can do it. I believe in you. I know iTunes acts weird and doesn't let you write a review sometimes, but I believe in you. We can do it. Um, we'd love to keep growing. So please share it with your family and friends or make a little Instagram post or just follow us, like us, whatever. Let us know what your favorite part was. Tweet us or just hit us up. We love hearing from you all. Buy your tickets to our one-year anniversary event at MarginWalkerPresents.com. Come to the 214 Selena event. We could not go on without your support. Tell everyone you love to follow us at The Colores Co. If you enjoy our personal thoughts, you can follow me at Eva Arreguin, Rafa at Exile, and Pat at pat.arrogine. Oh, you say it. I'm so sorry. I ruined it. No, you could say it because you're, you're the one that originally would say it. I would just make fun of I'm you saying trying, my name. I'm just trying to go fast because I feel like this episode is so long. Our theme song is Cumbia Anthem by El Dusty. Our audio editor is Jason Ramirez. We promise to keep growing and providing you with entertaining content and more importantly, a platform for your voices and work to be lifted. Contact us on social media or email us at thecoloriscollective at gmail.com thank you so much again for listening and join us again next time for The Colores Radio The Colores Radio